Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Slade, the Buffyverse Revisited. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Jeremy. And I am the 1998 Blavatnik Awards for Young Scientist winner, James. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome, <laughs> Blotvinik. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, after many, many, several failed attempts to start the show, we are now here. <laughs> <laughs> we we literally we should have just kept going after the first failed attempt. Oh man, it was how many did we do? Like four just now before we got before we nailed it finally, or I should say before I nailed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. The oh, first the first one was fortuitous that that you messed it up because uh, I had my system had neglected to kick in uh, recording even though I had hit the record button this time. Um, so the first the first time you messed it up was fortuitous, but uh, the three times after that was just I'm it, I'm not sure. It was it was I was like I was having a stroke. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, it was just a lot of fuck ups and uh, now we're finally here so that here. so that we can uh, visit a season four, episode seven of a buffet the vampire slayer the initiative. Yes, but before we do that, Jeremy, mm-hmm. I would like to wish you mm-hmm. a happy birthday. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, You're was quite it yes- welcome. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Your, it was my yes, birthday. Your, your birthday was yesterday. <laughs> That's uh, all right. I intended to wish you a happy birthday yesterday uh, when we recorded, but you were out having a life. And, uh, Son of a bitch. And, and doing stuff for your birthday, so we we uh, we kicked recording for a day, yeah. but uh, but yes, so happy happy birthday yesterday, which uh, for those listening, because it is now eleven six when you're hearing this, uh, so your birthday it was eleven four, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Yeah, and of the year are, of our Lord nineteen hundred and seventy eight. So you are approximately uh, 87 years old? Yes, approximately. <laughs> yep. Well, they say you're as old as they, they always say you're as old as you feel, so I'm I'm like 87. <laughs> oh my god, I if that's true then I'm like <sighs> yeah. I'm I've got to be at least 90. Yeah, I know. Uh, thus, you know, the 14 failed attempts to start the show today. Um, my dementia-addled brain decided to just continuously fuck up, and um, but here we are. We we finally made it. We did. We did. I'm I'm working on like four hours of sleep. I could not sleep last night for some reason. I didn't finally fall asleep till like six o'clock this morning. It was the cocaine. <laughs> it was, it was I've told you to slow down on the coke, but you know you have told you have told mm-hmm. me, but you know I I love it too much. Yeah. I love it too much. You just can't put it down. Got you, you got to get that booger sugar where you can. I can't keep it out of my nose, yeah. man. I just can't. <laughs> so James, last week we dropped our uh, the ex, the uh, listener extravaganza episode. Uh, we did. Have you heard any uh, any? Um, comments or anything on that episode has anything come through has has s-dub decided uh, to uh, leave us uh after the abuse we put her through uh no uh it i i mean by all accounts she uh she enjoyed being on with us and uh 
um, is looking forward to to doing it again one day, which I mean, it's we're not being, you know, flooded with uh, with requests to be the uh, <laughs> the guest the, for the, those episodes. I thought you were going to say the guinea pig. The, the guest for those episodes so uh i have a pretty good feeling that she will be be joining us again um i believe i already uh, uh made the announcement um uh during our listener extravaganza episode but the the guest for our next listener extravaganza episode will be uh darlene i'm sorry who? um <laughs> uh, not for, i'm not familiar lo- with her yeah, a lovely, uh, a lovely uh, listener of ours by the name of Darlene. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes, very, very, very nice. Uh, very I'll need, nice I'll woman. need to brush up, you know, to to, to you know <clears throat> get get to know her, you know. Yeah, yeah, you should uh, hop on uh, over to the Facebook and kind of take a look at some of the comments she's made. Uh, she's a first time viewer yeah. um, of of both Buffy and Angel, so. Uh, so she's uh, she's taking that ride uh, with us, um, which we're grateful for. But uh, she will be she will be our uh, our next guest uh, on the listener extravaganza episode. So we give thanks uh, constantly to our Lord and Savior, Odin. Odin. Yes, Odin. Correct. Yes, um, but yeah, by by all accounts. Um, uh, S Dub uh, enjoyed her time recording with us and uh, and being able to do that and uh, um, I believe she is uh, she's looking forward to joining us again um, as we keep progressing. Uh, other than that, I haven't really heard anything. I mean, I mean, listen, I've got my own thoughts and opinions on it. Um, but overall, I I think it went well. I enjoyed re-listening to it. You know, it it was a first time thing, so of course there's going to be you know, kinks and, and, you know, issues to work out as we, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no vanilla shit here, daddy, nope. daddy. Nope. Um, uh, but so of course there's going to be, you know, kinks and, and, uh, issues to work out as we, as we continue to, uh, uh, do that sort of thing. But I mean, honestly, we're, we're four seasons into this now and we're still working out kinks and issues with the podcast itself. Yeah. We're four it's seasons in and we're still stuff. fucking up. So, right. I mean, so, I mean, we're not one of these well, podcasts that, you know, have a producer and, and all this right. other shit, you know, we do all this shit ourselves like you used to do in the old days of podcasting. Right. Um, and it's, it, it's actually funny. You mentioned that because someone asked me, um uh if we we ever want any sort of sponsors or anything and it's like and it's like listen you know at, at the end of the day like i i don't think jeremy and i would ever like turn down like if someone was like hey we want to toss you you know x amount of dollars to uh you know mention uh, you know our whatever during your silly little podcast would you do it like yeah we probably probably well would. yeah I mean, it would it would depend on but, what it is and right you know. but i mean there's also there also has to and we've talked about this on the podcast before there's also got to be like the i don't want to say condition but there has to be the knowledge from both parties going in that we're not going to change what we're doing. 
Oh no, nothing. Like it's no. not. It's not going to be one of these things where like we want to give you X amount of dollars to mention our silly little product during your podcast, but you're going to have to stop swearing. Like yeah. n- no. I'm, My I'm response sorry. would be a simple "fuck you." Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you know. But also, I told I told this person like I don't, I don't think you and I started this, and even now into it. Um, I think honestly, we're just blown away by the amount of support we we do have at this juncture. And it's not, you know, while we do value everybody that listens and watches, it's not like we're like this huge mega thing. Like yeah. there's not <laughs> there's not like a huge amount of people out there, you know, uh, uh, tuning into this every week. Right. Um, but that, and again, that's not to say we aren't grateful for everybody that, that does. Right. Um, all I'm saying is I don't think you and I started this or at any point up till now have ever considered that we will ever reach a place where anybody's willing to give us money to, to, you know, tout their silly little product on our silly little show. Right, exactly. And like I said, it would, first and foremost, it would be, it would depend on what the fuck their little product is. And as you said, we're not changing shit. (laughs) Right. And, and here, here's, so I listen, I listen to several podcasts as Jeremy does. And pretty much every other podcast I listen to is, is directed and produced and, some you know, are some by. are overly produced, in my opinion. Right, and here's the thing: like, I was listening to one the other day, and the hosts, the hosts, basically, without saying it, admitted that any interaction their listeners and fans are having with the social media platforms of that show, it's not them. Like, it's 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 other people. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I get that. Like, I understand, like, it's a job for them. Um, this isn't a job for us. Like, we're doing this for funsies. Yeah, this <laughs> is, the, yeah, exactly. And, and I like the idea that, you know, our, our listeners and our viewers, you know, can, can be comfortable in the knowledge that if they, and if they're interacting and on our socials and getting responses or whatever, it's from one of us. Yeah. Probably me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent out into the weeds or anything, but just really quick. It's that's the way podcasting used to be. It was for funsies. It was for you did it because you had a passion about a certain subject or whatever. And then, you know, when the Joe Rogans of the world came along and exploded, like every, it just, it became like everything else uh, to do with the internet. It became overly saturated with trying to, trying to squeeze money out of it. You know, oh, this is my full-time job. I'm like, you need help. Um, Right. You know, and I'm, and nine times, and and I'll be honest, a lot of these, you know, Big podcasters are talentless fucking hacks to me. And I'm like, I don't see why they have 50 gazillion, you know, but whatever, you know, it is what it is, but, you know. Right, right. 
like, you know, honestly, from my perspective, you know, like more power to them. Like, yeah, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like as, as much as I enjoy this and it is for funsies, like if the opportunity to do this as my full time job and get paid well for it <laughs> were to were to <laughs> come were to come I, you know, I don't think I would hesitate to take it. <laughs> See, I don't think I would. Um, it's just, it, it would suck the fun out of it for me. I, I know it would. I just, I know how I am. It would suck the fun out of it. And I would be like, you know, it just, no, it wouldn't, that wouldn't work for me. Um, right. For me, it's always just going to be about funsies. And I don't want to, you know, I wouldn't want the pressure. I wouldn't want all the bullshit that comes along with it, it would suck every bit of fun out of it for me. And I would be like, yeah, I'll, I'd rather just uh, throw myself out this fucking window than log in and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, why don't we yeah, move along to why I mean, we're here? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, like it would it would definitely add an element of oh crap. Now this is a job. Right. Like, yeah. you know, um, but I don't know. I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think we'll either one of us will ever have to worry about it. So, <laughs> no, we, we definitely we definitely won't. But uh, yeah. but I don't know. Like you always hear that uh, you should you know, you should make your job something that you truly enjoy doing and yeah. then you'll never work a day in your life. But yada, then the yada. problem I've always had with that when I've heard that, cause I've heard you hear that your, your whole life is I'm like, yeah, but that won't be something I truly love if I make it my fucking job. Right. Because Which as is soon why as I never something, thought... as soon as something <clears throat> is my job, I hate it. <laughs> Whatever is it is. I, <laughs> right. Which is why, even though I, I went to school for it, like I never followed through with like, getting a career in in tech yeah and and whatnot because like the whole reason i started doing it as you know went to school for it is because it was something i enjoyed doing for fun on the side and i was like oh well i like doing this i might as well pursue it as a career and then by the time i was done with schooling i was like if I'm doing this full time every day for eight hours a day, this isn't going to be fun anymore. Yeah. So. I want to pick one of these fucking PC, one of these fucking server racks up and beat someone to death with it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Probably myself. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. but anyway, yes, let's dive into Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 4, Episode 7, our 63rd episode of the series overall. Is that right? Let me scroll back a little bit here. Our 63rd. Wow, well, it is, that is right. That is four. We are, uh, well, we're not, we're not, we're not halfway through Season 4, but we're, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, yeah, our 63rd episode of the series overall, The Initiative. Our episode director this week is James A. Contner, and our episode credited writer is Douglas Petrie. Our original air date was November 16th, 1999 on the now-defunct WB Network. Our Nielsen ratings for this episode 
where 3.5 million households when it first aired, ranking it 97th out of the 139 primetime shows airing for the week, uh, and fourth out of the 14 primetime show, 15 primetime shows airing on the WB for the week. Also, a substantial decrease in in viewership from our previous episode at 4.1 million. That's because they knew that this began <laughs> the initiative storyline. Uh, our regular cast, as always, includes Sarah Michelle Geller as Buffy, Nicholas Brendan as Xander, Allison Hannigan as Willow, and Anthony Stewart Head as Giles. Our guest stars this week include Mark Lucas as Riley, Mercedes McNabb as Harmony, Adam Kaufman as Parker, Bailey Chase as Graham, Leonard Roberts... (laughs) Stop it. Leonard Roberts as Forrest, Lindsay Krause as Maggie Walsh, and James Marsters as Spike. Forrest. What? Forrest. (laughs) Jenny. Jenny. I, uh... I, when we when I was re-watching this episode to do this and because uh, um, I think like this is this is the first time we're being introduced to like Forrest and, and Graham. Yeah. And, so, they, like, and they try to play it off like, oh, well, we know who these guys are. Well, yeah. that's a whole other thing I'll talk about as we revisit uh-huh. the episode. Um, <clears throat> but we're getting our like introductions to these guys and like this guy's name is Forrest. And I literally groaned and I was like. Of course it is. Because it's the 90s. It's the 90s, and he's a black guy on your predominantly white TV show. Of course his name is Forrest. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, Our episode synopsis this week reads, (laughs) you're going to love this, Jeremy. Spike is kidnapped by a commando squad and held in an underground laboratory. And Riley, the teacher's assistant, confides in Willow about his crush on Buffy. Okay. It's actually not that bad. No. Uh, Mine reads, uh, Spike finds himself targeted by a group of commandos after he escapes from a military lab underneath the Sunnydale campus. Few problems there. There's not a Sunnydale campus. It would be Sunnydale. What is it? You, 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 Sunnydale? University of Sunnydale. Yeah, it wouldn't it would be the University of Sunnydale campus, not Sunnydale campus? I, I don't know. That just bugs me. You're being nitpicky. And are they really? He's not really targeted by a group of commandos after he escapes. It's more like they catch him and then he escapes. Well, <clears throat> yeah, but then they do try and recapture him. Okay. Well, all right. So, all right. <laughs> um, I actually think both of ours are are pretty good this week. Yeah, I had more complaints about mine than yours. Yeah. yeah. Um, we open uh, in the UC Sunnydale cafeteria, and we see uh, Riley's sitting at a table uh, grading uh, papers and. Uh, his buddies Forrest and uh, and Graham are with him, and Forrest gives this little monologue about women and how they're young and nubile and exciting. Very, very and pukey monologue. It's it's very it's very sexist. Very very uh, borderline. It's definitely sexist. It's borderline misogynistic. Is it me or is Forrest 
on his off time a serial rapist. <laughs> like, he seriously comes across very, you know, very rapey. Um, and, uh, um, so he, uh, and he's asking Riley if he thinks any of them are going to show up to the party they're having tonight. And, uh, uh, Riley's basically like, uh, you know, I'm too distracted by having to grade all these papers that are due this afternoon to talk about this. And, um, and Forrest, uh, ends up turning his attention to Buffy, who is, I do have to admit, this scene is hysterical. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Buffy, Forrest is talking about how hot Buffy is and this and that. And and the whole time we're seeing, we're watching Buffy in the cafeteria and she's like fumbling things at the soda fountain and she like breaks the handle off the the ice cream machine and ice cream's falling she's just extremely clumsy and uh which had that been me i would have just put my mouth under it and ate all the ice cream (laughs) and got a massive brain freeze true story do you are you familiar with there used to be a buffet restaurant called old country buffet oh yeah they had as most buffets do a self-serve uh soft serve ice cream machine Mm -hmm. we went there one time when i was little and i went up to get some ice cream and the handle jammed and i couldn't get it back up and it was very reminiscent of this scene there was just ice cream did you let oozing. it did you let it ooze all over your face neck and chest i was a, i was a child jeremy that's okay you settled down that's okay what <laughs> what oh um, wait what flavor was it vanilla oh Listen, this is an unpopular opinion, okay? All right. Um, as far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> if you're going to make a sundae or you're going to put toppings or anything like that on your ice cream, vanilla is pretty much the the best choice of ice cream base to do that on. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, if you're just going to eat the ice cream, <clears throat> if I was just going to have the ice cream, I would do the um, the vanilla chocolate s- uh, swirl, the, the, where it's like mm-hmm. half vanilla, half chocolate. But, yeah, if you're going to make like a sundae, it's got to be a vanilla base. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're doing a sundae or any kind of toppings like that, you're doing vanilla base. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just if you're just doing ice cream cone, like, then you're, you're getting flavors. My flavor of choice, either mint chocolate chip, or some sort of cherry chunk. I'm with you on the on the on the uh, uh, the mint chocolate chip. But the, the cherry. I've never been a big cherry fan. So it's mint chocolate chip, cherry, strawberry for me is I is my some, top let me three. Some strawberry. Oh yeah, strawberry is almost elite. Yeah, almost elite. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, she's just like making a complete like <laughs> clumsy fool of herself. And Forrest is like, uh, he's asking Riley, he's like, oh, you know, she's in the professor's psych class, isn't she? You know, what do you know about her and this and that? And, and uh, you know, she's so hot. And Riley's basically like, I, I don't know. She's, you know, she's Buffy. And 
I I I like this line, and I I feel like I'm gonna start using it, uh, like in my everyday life. Of course, I'll be the only one that gets it, but Forrest yeah, is like I won't be there to to get it. Right, right. Forrest is like I like that. A girl so hot, she's Buffy. <laughs> she's Buffy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Forrest, I I agree. I'm gonna start using that every day. I'm just gonna whoever I'm with, I'm gonna be like. Look at that girl. She is so hot. She's Buffy. I still say and they're gonna, Forrest is a rapist. And they're going to be like, what the fuck are you even talking about, James? I mean, like, never mind. I'll be like, I wish you were Jeremy. And then I'll storm off. And cry. Probably. Yeah. Um, so they're, they keep going back and forth about it. And, um, you know, Riley's like, you know, I don't know, she's just, she's peculiar and this and that. And Forrest is like, oh, she's a hottie. And Riley's like, oh, I'm not denying she's easy on the eyes. And, you know, Forrest is like, yeah, I bet there's a lot of guys that would like to get her hands on her. At which point we cut to Spike, who is laying on the floor of what is apparently a uh, sanitary chamber uh uh, prison cell of some sort, and um, he's kind of it's kind of like a hospital room. Yeah, sans any sort of hospital bed or equipment or anything. Um, and he's uh, he's kind of regaining consciousness, and he's mumbling about killing the Slayer, and and uh, he finally wakes up and looks around, and he gets up and. He approaches a big glass glass wall, and uh, um, he puts his hands on it, and it shocks him, and he gets jolted uh, into the back wall, and the camera pans out, and we see that there's about a you know dozen or more of these cages with various monsters and whatnot locked inside in this big this big facility. And that's our cold open. Can we talk about this facility really quick? Um, I was going to talk about it later on in the episode, but sure, we can address well, we'll just, it now just if you touch want. It. We'll just touch on it, Bree. We'll just we'll just diddle it right now. Yeah, diddle it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Diddle what, it for me, Jeremy. What, <laughs> what's the likelihood? Daddy. <laughs> what's, what's the likelihood that they could have constructed this massive... I mean, okay, the viewers, if you haven't watched this before, you haven't even seen all of this place yet. But just right. take my word for it, it is, it's like an aircraft carrier underground. Right. Um, or well, I'm and, sorry, and, I said aircraft carrier. I meant, what do you call those, um, what do you call those <laughs> huge fucking things that, like airports that you can park a bazillion planes in? A hangar. There you go, yeah. Yeah. Aircraft hangar. I yeah. mean, this place is huge. It's like several of those put together, and it's right underneath Sunnydale. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, well, and that's why because we don't get like from this opening scene, we don't get a real taste of it. But, but um, we get we get to taste it later. Oh, oh my! <laughs> we we get we get a taste of like the the grand scale of this thing 
um, later on in the episode. And and that's why I was kind of going to save this for then. But yeah, it is it is a massive like scientific military uh, facility, bunker, hangar, whatever. And yeah, the logistics that of this having been built, like it had to, I don't, I don't think it's ever addressed in, in this remember. season. I can't remember. I, I'm almost positive. It's not, but in, in my head canon, this had to have gone up at the same time you see Sunnydale did. It had to have. Uh, yeah, because there's no way they pulled this off after the fact. Right. Because, I mean, not to mention the fact that you building underground like that, you'd be running so many risks during construction of having, like, a massive sinkhole and killing a bunch of fucking people. <laughs> you right, know? Literally the entire college <laughs> above you collapsing yeah, into yeah. your secret military base. Yeah, like, I would have had less trouble with this if they had made it magic-based, right? Like, okay, we captured a bunch of warlocks or demons or whatever, and then we had them, we forced them to create this this magical underground, like I would have had way less trouble with it than them trying to make it like legit, like a legit military. I'm like, no, no. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane in the membrane. (laughs) It is insane in the membrane. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, like I said, my, my head cannon is that it, this had to have been built whenever you see Sunnydale went up. Even then, even then, it's hard, a little hard to swallow because it's like nobody noticed as they're building this campus, like there's they're also building this giant underground complex. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, right. I don't I know. Mean, I mean, I get I mean, it's I, the military, but it's... I don't know. I it just I've always found this part like for oh, me yeah, the whole initiative thing is hard to swallow to start with. Like right. for the rest of this season and a little bit of the next but Right. And you hmm. never have a problem swallowing. No, never. Wait. <laughs> okay. Um no, but it's just it's <laughs> I don't know. This has always bugged me about the initiative is is their right. their location. Like why did it have to be why? Why did it have to be right underneath the the college? You know, it could have been right. literally anywhere else, and it sure. would have been more believable. You know, right? And and I think part of what makes my head canon more palatable to me is that I feel like even if they were, if even if there was a ton of like underground construction exposed while they were building UC Sunnydale, like I I feel like it's easier to like explain it away to yeah. to the average of, oh it's you know uh basement or but how many know, inspectors or whatever would have been like what the fuck wait wait what the fuck is all this there's like right. seven aircraft fucking hangers down here what the fuck <laughs> right. you right. can't this isn't but in the ag- plans <laughs> right but again we're talking about the uh, a government you know organization so I guess you know, you, you know but that's why I'm saying the, the government would never do this. The government would be like, 
we're not building our secret monster killing or monster uh, dealing deal like right underneath the fucking college. <laughs> we're going to build it literally anywhere else under a fucking Walmart before we're going to build it <laughs> under the fucking college campus, you know? Like, you know where it would really be if it were the government and the military? It would be in the middle of nowhere in Sunnydale, and there would be like this little shed just in the, just sitting there. And, like, it would just look like a, a, a fucking a shed for rakes and shovels. And you would go in there, and then that would take you down into the thing, you know? It's like... Right. Yeah. It would be, it would be like Area 51. Yeah. You'd be murdered if you went anywhere near it. <laughs> right. You know? And just, like, an, an anonymous, like, base in the, in the middle of the desert. Yeah. And that you, no one's allowed near. That no one's allowed near, but there's nothing there that's that's important. There's there's nothing. Listen, it's, there's nothing a, here, guys, but if you come within six miles of it, we will murder you. Right. But there's, but there's nothing, nothing here. But there's, there's nothing going on yeah, here. Yeah, there's nothing it's going fine. on here. Listen, we're just hanging. To, don't come any closer. I'll fucking kill you. Right. There's there's literally, we're just, ta- I I swear to God, if you step one more step, <laughs> we, there's there's snipers. I swear to God. You have 11 fucking laser dots on your fucking forehead right now. You are going to get lit up like a Christmas tree. But there's nothing if going you take, on. If Chill you take out. one more fucking step but there's nothing going on here guys just chill out like, trust trust us bro would we the government lie to you come on guys come, come on. on come on and come then on, i'm guys. over here going a eh, little bit a little bit right. you probably would a little, little bit but the government's like come on come on come on come on i'm like a little bit come on all right <laughs> anyway we come back and giles and xander are having gay sex <laughs> in giles living room Wow. Um, we knew they were in love. We did. Um, listen, there is so much sexual tension in their banter back and forth since the beginning of the season. It was, this was inevitable. Right. They finally just dropped what was in their hands. They embraced, just started fucking making out. And mm-hmm. now it's full blown, um, uh, rectal ruination. <laughs> right. Cause Giles is like, <laughs> You ever see? You ever seen the large peanut butter jars? Mm-hmm. That's Giles. Mm-hmm. You ever you ever seen a baby's elephant? A baby <laughs> elephant's trunk? I've never seen a baby's elephant. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a baby elephant's trunk? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, Giles and Xander—they're trying to figure out a way to get involved with more with Buffy. I guess they're feeling left out. Me, I'd be like, sweet. She hasn't, like, risked our lives in, like, several months now. This is pretty sweet. <laughs> like, we should just continue to, you know, keep our heads down, you know, mind our business. If she needs us, she'll she'll come, she'll swing by and let right. us know. But no. In the meantime. No, these two fuckheads are all like, oh, no, we got to get, get involved more. Oh, I'm feeling so left out. You know, I didn't nearly die very, very uh, recently, and I'm um, <laughs> I'm feeling very, I, I'm feeling, feeling unloved. Feeling kind of down about it. Yeah. And Giles is like, little bit, little bit, little. You know, he's like, he's like, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. Oh, he's Cockney now. He's Cockney uh, now. He's in, Giles is from the East End. Huh? Interesting. 
<laughs> anyway, um, they're doing some research on these commando dudes that she had informed Giles about last episode, and they've discovered that they're humans, and therefore they are not needed. <laughs> and then Buffy arrives, and uh, you know Giles is like, you know, you should patrol for these dudes, and I'm like, should she? Like, have they have they presented themselves as an issue so far? Right. I mean, they did accidentally well, get in her way, that, but that wasn't like, like, you know what I mean? Like, they weren't like, hey, we fucked you up. Right. You know, it was like they ran into each other. Right. You know, like, right. does she really, right. do you really want to go fucking with the government is kind of what I'm saying. You know? Right. Slayer or not, do you really want to fuck with the government? Right. Right. But... She should listen, here's what here's what a lot of people fail to realize. And by a lot of people, I mean um all the all the right wing nut jobs that are consistently calling for like civil war. And, oh, oh, I know and, what you're gonna and, say, and, and I and say the same up, thing all the time. Is is that the military <laughs> will put you the US government <laughs> will put you down so fucking fast. And they don't even have to leave where they're at. And they won't even have to send troops to do no. it. They will they will fucking melt you right in your living room and you will never know what's coming. Right. I don't care if you have one of every gun that has ever been manufactured in this country and you know a, a thousand rounds for each one of those guns and you have all the, I don't give a flying french fried titty fuck because right. if they want you you're had and there's not right. a goddamn thing you can do about it. I don't nope. care how many guns you have. I don't care if you put a gun, replace your dick with a gun and your nipples with guns. I don't give a fuck. You're done. I say this all the time. The fact, the fact that anybody walked away from what happened on January 6th is a fucking miracle to me. Well, it is a it is a it is a exercise in restraint, um, and the fact that it was broadcast on fifty bazillion channels live. Had right. it not been, there would have been a lot of accidental deaths <laughs> on January. I'm telling you, <laughs> friendly fire. <clears throat> yeah, like oopsies. Um, we don't we don't know how those military drones got deployed. Yeah, these fucktards that that think they're badasses, aka like the the idiots that you know were there at January sixth, they think they did all this stuff. Oh, we took the Capitol back. They let you do everything you did. Right. If at any right. time they had decided you were done, you wouldn't even be a smear. Like, mm -mm. they wouldn't even be able to find DNA proof that you ever lit. They would wipe you digitally and physically from the fucking planet, okay? Get right. that through your right. fucking head, Jed, and go, yep. talk to go talk to your Uncle Dad, and he'll explain to you that you're an idiot. <laughs> and that's the rant for this week. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, yeah, Buffy shoots him down. She's not going to patrol. She's going to go to a party with Willow to cheer her up because, as we recall, uh, Willow or Oz has left the building. And Willow is still, I mean, it's been a week and she's still fucking butthurt about it. God. 
What a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Listen, it's been 20 years, and I'm still upset about it. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. I'm still pissed that they let him go. They should have said, listen, Seth fucking Green, sir, you are in a fucking contract. You will not be leaving. No, they should have. They should have worked around him and said, "Listen, you want to go off? Okay, go off for four, five, six episodes, but you're coming back because you're an integral part of this show." But right, right, like yeah. I mean, they could have easily found a way to. They could have still done this same arc, but you know, not have it last. For literally ever. <laughs> right. It's not <laughs> Could have just been list. like, okay, six, seven Forever. episodes, you know. And right. then, hey, after after the mid-season break, we, a few more episodes in, then pow, Oz shows up. And he's like, yo, 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 I'm all fucking Buddhist and shit. And yo, yo, and he's throwing gang signs, but he doesn't turn into a werewolf. Right. Right. <clears throat> uh, so, Spike, we cut, we cut now to uh, uh, Spike, who's... Uh, pacing around in his little, we'll call it a habit trail. Uh, <laughs> he's pacing to, co- to coin a f- term from Veruca last week. <laughs> he's uh, he's a little pissed. Uh, and then a little like a little flap opens above his head, and out drops a packet of Kool Aid. No, it's blood. Um, <laughs> and he's... and then ironically, the Kool Aid man like, busts bust through the wall, the and he's side. like, "Hey!" And then, oh yeah! But he's got he's got fangs. He's got fangs, and he yeah. eats Spike. And then he eats Spike. <laughs> it's really uh, weird. It's really strange. Um, but anyway, Spike's apparently starving, so because he immediately grabs the fucking pouch of blood and goes to drink it, and then he hears somebody holler, um, you know, "Don't drink that." It's fucking. It's uh. How does he say it? It's does he say it's drugged? I think he says it's drugged um, or yeah, it's poison it's or something or something like that. Yeah, he's like, as soon as you drink it, you're gonna fucking you're you're gonna go nighty night, and that's when they do the experiments. And then Spike looks in his pants, and he's like, too late. They've already my dick is gone. <laughs> my dick is gone. <laughs> my dick is gone. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Spike's like, you know, who the fuck are he's you? Like, Bloody hell. Yeah, Spike's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, I'm fucking Tom. It's like, I'm Tom. And he's like, oh, the Tom? And he's like, that's right. right. And my friend Jerry, (laughs) you know. Right. And Spike's like, oh, okay. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know it was you, Tom. But if if, uh, our listeners are uh, astute, they will notice that this vampire, Tom, is the one that goes all the way back to, I believe, the very first episode of the season, right? He, yeah, he got away that, uh, during the fight with Sunday. Yeah. Well, well, no, he got out. Bef- no, he's further back than that. He's the um, one that came out of the grave and was sneaking up behind him, and then he saw, looked down and saw all their weapons and shit and snuck the fuck away and was like, fuck this, when Willow and Buffy were sitting in the cemetery. Um... I don't. Maybe it is. I don't know. My my behind the scenes notes just say that um, um, he's the same vampire that was captured uh, in the freshman after running away from Buffy when she was uh, fighting Sunday's gang. Okay. So well, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's the same guy. Um. So. Uh, 
you know, he talks about that he was captured um, by Buffy, and and that's when Spike is like, oh, this fucking bitch. So now she's got all these, you know, he, in other words, he thinks Buffy is the one that's captured him now. And that he's got, she's got, I'm like, Spike, <laughs> Spike, my friend, Spike. I love how he's like, I always wondered what that bitch could do if she got some funding. Right. And I'm like, funding Spike. What do you, do you think she like just got like a person, like a payday loan and fucking started this underground fucking habit trail for monsters? Like, why wouldn't she just dust you, dummy? You know, but <laughs> anyway, uh, we cut the class to psychology class, and Willow, um, class has ended, and Willow's come down, and he's asked, or she is talking to Riley, and asks, she's like, you didn't mention Oz, and Riley's like, well, yeah, he dropped the fuck out of college, dummy. Why would I mention him? And she's like, no, he'll be back, and <laughs> Riley's like, yeah, no, he probably won't be. He's like, I talked to Joss, he's, he's not coming back. And because like, I, I had talked to Whedon, like, yeah. that dude's gone. Yeah, like, dude's I, I gone. got I got his trailer. So right, yeah, right. and I've already pooped uh, in his I'm, toilet. I, yeah, I've I've shit in his toilet like <laughs> three times already. Just today, uh, I, I, and I'm gonna take his place in the opening credits next week. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, so then Walsh comes up and just goes full tilt cunt mode. And she's all Jeez. she does though, and she I which, know, and she's I all know. like, "Well, not in my class." And I'm, I mean, I'm not even gonna go through all the cunty things she says, but it's very cunty. So let's go cunting. Um, no. Uh, then Buffy, Buffy has overheard all this, and Willow, you know, Willow goes away, you know, all sad and dejected, and Buffy's like, "How does she say that?" She's like. Have you ever tried being a human or something like like a human? She goes for a psychology teacher. You have like zero fucking skills with humans or something along those lines. Something like that, yeah. And, yeah, and Walsh Walsh is all like, "It's it's not my job to coddle my students or something like that." Yeah, and 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 then Buffy's like, Buffy's like, "No, it's not your job." Like, you know. Like heavily implying that just as a decent human being, perhaps Walsh could have shown some fucking compassion. Yeah. And then as Buffy walks away, Walsh looks at Riley and she's like, I like her. And I'm like, this bitch is fucking weird. And we will learn as the season goes on just how fucking weird she is. <laughs> um, We cut to uh, Du Bois. Uh, what are they? They're walking down the hall, aren't they? They're walking through the, the school. Yeah. And yeah. Forrest asks Parker. They run into Parker, which this brings up. Um, we had talked about, do we see Parker anymore? And we're like, yeah, we don't think so. Well, we do. Right. Uh, we see Parker. Uh, and it's it's Forrest and, and Riley and what's the other guy's name? Graham. Graham. Yeah, and they run into Parker, and they're all like, "Yo, you know, Parker, what's up? You know, what's what's the what's the spiel on Buffy? You know, did you hit it?" And he's all like, "Yo, yo, I hit it and quit it." And yeah, anyway, he's being very vulgar about the whole thing and about Buffy, and then all of a sudden, Riley fucking houses him, knocks <clears throat> him the fuck out, the fuck 
Out. Like he hits him so fucking hard. There was a point where I was like, he might have killed that motherfucker. He he snapped his neck. Like his neck, because we never. I, I'm pretty sure we never <clears throat> see Parker again. Parker Abrams is is dead. Yeah. So the initiative just drug him down into the to the thing and made him disappear. Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Riley literally just murdered that motherfucker. Where do you think they are getting the blood to supply to the vampires? You're on it today, James. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is when Riley realizes he must like Buffy because he didn't like hearing this guy say nasty, mean things about her. And I'm like, really? Is that is that when you know that you like? Right. Maybe and, you're just a nice guy and you don't want to hear this right. dude and, say nasty shit about anybody. Right. And literally, uh, Forrest and Graham are like, are like, yeah, now you're catching on. Got it. Like, apparently everybody knew this, has has known this for like, it, like ages and a day now, including Professor Walsh. Everybody's known it except for all the viewers, Riley, and everyone and, else at the school except for Graham, Forrest, and Professor Walsh. Right, right. And everybody, but every everybody knew. Everybody. everybody knew, except like you said, the viewers and Riley, and potentially the writers up until this episode. <laughs> up until this episode, because apparently Whedon was like, "Listen, Buffy needs Buffy cannot exist without a man. Right. Um, so we right. need to get her a man. Let's do this. Let's just make it Riley, um, even though they have less than zero chemistry on camera." They actually have less. Like, you remember that scene where um, Buffy was sitting in front of a tree? Um, a few, uh, I think it was last season. She had more chemistry with that tree than she does with Bubkiss. But they went with it anyway. Far be it for me to, uh, you know. Yeah, you're not a fucking. You were not a writer right. in the writers' room. Yeah. You keep your opinions to yourself. I'll shut my whore mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. So we cut back to Spike. I didn't, I didn't pay you to yap. So we cut back to Spike, who looks like he's KO'd. And he's on the floor and has apparently drank the blood anyway, which was spiked. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, and so then his cell door opens, or glass door, whatever, and some doctorish-looking guys come in, and they put him on a gurney. And... Uh, Surprise! He wasn't. He was just playing. He had beats the shit out of both of them. Um, then grabs their little electronic key and lets Tom out of his cell. Um, and they they kind of... Uh, how do you explain this? They, they kind of... They're working their way through this place, trying to find the exit. They get to this one little area, and there's some chem- command, some of those commando dudes waiting on them, and... Spike's like, oh, change of plans. This is where we split up. And he throws fucking Tom <laughs> towards them, who I believe that I believe we hear the dusting sound. Am I am I correct? Um, yeah, I believe he he dies. Yeah, I think I, I, hear, think. I think we hear the the the, the dusting sound. So I think uh, Thomas is no more. Um, and uh, Spike does get away. Like he gets through this this. 
at the last second and gets through this door that's fucking closing. He, Spike Spike pulls a series of Indiana Jones yeah, dives yeah. underneath some closing doors. He does a barrel roll. He does uh, he does a few crazy little maneuvers and he gets he he escapes. Um. Meantime, Riley has gotten to. Buffy and Willow's uh, dorm, and what's going on there, James? Is he? Is, was there a fire? <laughs> no, oh. uh, I don't. I don't have time for fires tonight, Jeremy. <laughs> Excuse me. I will let Smokey the Bear know that you do not have time for fires. Therefore, there will be none. <laughs> uh, he shows up at Buffy and Willow's dorm room because uh, he wants Willow's advice on. Uh, asking Buffy out and this and that. And um, Willow, of course, you know, she's still reeling from everything that went down with Oz and she's, you know, questions his motivations and, and whatnot, but um, she eventually gives in and um, gives Riley a list of some of Buffy's, you know, interests and, and uh, whatnot. Um, and then we cut to, uh, uh, Harmony in her apparent layer. Um, and, uh, is this the same layer they had before? Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You don't care. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's not that I don't care, but it's. (laughs) Well, I'm just like, how did he just, he just like easily finds her. He's just like, oh, hey, Harmony. I mean, it could be. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been over a week since I watched the episode, so I don't remember. <laughs> and you just don't. And you just don't care. And I didn't put it in the notes, so okay. I don't. I All don't right. remember. All right. Um, but yeah, Spike shows up at Harmony's lair, and uh, you know, he's all like, "I'm back for good," and then he immediately leaves to go yeah. find it and kill Buffy. Yeah. Um. And then we cut to the party and Willow's trying to help Riley flirt with Buffy and, you know, Riley's just kind of making a big old shambles of it and failing miserably. And, um, um, he, you know, he and Willow end up sitting on a couch together talking and, um, he touches her, he touches her leg inappropriately. (laughs) And while they're talking a, uh, Dingo's song comes on, and uh, it obviously, you know. And I'm uh, like, how did this happen? They have a Dingo's Ate My Baby CD playing at this party. It's a it's a mixtape of previous bands that have played at campus parties. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's, <laughs> like that's the-, the stupidest thing that has never happened in the real world. I'm just saying. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and Willow's obviously visibly upset, and um, Riley. Listen, you know we can bag on Riley as much as we want, but he does have certain moments where where you're kind of like, okay, okay, you're you're not that bad. And this is honestly, this is one of them. Like he sees that this this song is obviously causing Willow distress. And he makes them shut. He the makes song them off. turn it up. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, he makes them turn it. He's off. like, "Hey, turn that up." <laughs> He's like, "Crank that shit up. This bitch don't like it." <laughs> Dingoes ain't my baby. <laughs> And he leans over to Willow and he's more like, Dingo's ate my dick, am I right? <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, oh no, he... <laughs> Cancelled. He, he, no, he, uh, he makes him shut the... He makes him, you know, switch the song. I, I don't know. Like, he's got these... You know, as much as everyone bags on Riley, he does have these moments where you're kind of like, all right, like, you're... you're maybe you, you're you not... You can live bad. for the rest of this episode, at least. Right, and he, you know, as as invested as he is and wanting to, like, go and, and try and woo Buffy, he's, you know, offers to, you know, he offers to stay there with Willow and, you know, talk about it if she wants. And she's like, no, and um, he... Uh, um, he's like, thank God, because I really <laughs> like, oh, don't care God, about you. <laughs> um, she's like, no, she's like, just find Buffy and, you know, tell her I'm okay. I just, I decided to go, you know, back to the, back to the room, you know, I'm, I'm done for the night. Um, at which point we cut to, uh, Xander who is out apparently, you know, on the lookout for these commando guys. And, uh, who does he run into Jeremy? Um, a fire. Actually, yes, he does. He does. He does. No, he runs he into does. he yeah. runs into the old harm harm, and uh... <laughs> okay, so she's got a bunch of spike stuff, and is clearly about to burn it because she's pouring like fucking lighter fluid on it and stuff, and um, you know, her and she and Xander have always, you know, fought and argued and shit. And so they start fighting and arguing here and it leads to a fucking slap fight (laughs) of which Xander is losing. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) it's so funny funny yet so stupid. And they have to mutually agree to stop because they have each other like by the hair. And, uh, I I love that it went into slow-mo for a little bit. Yeah. And it was like, like, it was actually this epic fight. Yeah. (laughs) So Xander goes and she continues burning spike stuff. Um, and he gets, he gets to the party and interrupts Riley's, uh, next attempt to chat Buffy up to inform Buffy that spike has returned. And Riley also gets called away at this at this time, and uh, so he and Forrest <coughs> he and Forrest break away from the party, and they're heading down, and they're they're going through all these electronic checkpoints, and then they get to the and the, mind you now this is stupid. Um, they get to this mirror, and and this laser goes down them, and you know identity confirmed, and. This fucking thing, and then they go down this elevator, and they're in the initiative, and we're like, "What?" But we're really not, because we knew something was weird with these fucking people. So, um, did we? Did we though? I did. Listen, I'm smarter than you. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, but this is this is what I was talking about earlier like this is the first time we really see like the scale 
of yeah of this as facility. they're going down the elevator and they come right. into this big right. fucking hangar yeah and, and uh, you you do kind of have to admit though like the mere retinal scanner that's kind of cool it's kind of cool i get I, okay for that time i guess it kind of was it's kind of cool it kind of was at that time um they get there I would, I would i would pay for one of those in my house i, I know i know you would <laughs> um and the leader of this this team turns and faces him and who is it professor walsh none other than john walsh's sister professor walsh <laughs> um and she informs them that Hostel 17, meaning Spike, has escaped. And that's when it's morphin' time. And they all start mighty morphin' um, into their little their little colored uh, spandex suits. And no, I got a better one. They, they, <laughs> I got a better one. They do, they do, uh, they, they bust out their rings and they're like, Earth! Fire, water, and it's Captain Planet. And uh, <laughs> I would have appreciated a VR Troopers reference more. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, or Big Bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> uh, how about the How about the Gummy Bears? <laughs> remember them? They would drink. The, they would drink this and boing, boing, boing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I did. Uh, I do remember them? I was singing the Gummy Bears theme song the other day. Really? Why don't you give us a little uh, crack at that? <laughs> I'm I'm not going to sing the Gummy Bear theme song for you. Okay, thanks. Um, so <laughs> Riley's clean- I mean, unless you really want me to. No, fuck you. It's too late. Uh, Riley is clearly the the leader of these nerds because uh, he's giving orders around to the three teams and. Sends them all out over Sunnydale to uh, scour to find Spike, and he says, "And if if anyone returns here without Spike, I'll kill you." <laughs> he says, "With kindness." <laughs> no, um, Riley's. Uh, so then we cut to Riley's team out out and about, and they have spotted Buffy sitting on a bench, and she's whittling like a dog with just a knife and she's chewing on a long piece of grass yeah. <laughs> and she has a straw hat on for some reason. It's, it's very out of place. It is. Um, but Riley's like, you know, uh, she, she realizes that, that, um, Forrest is kind of using her as bait and Riley's like, no, we can't use her as bait. She's my love interest. I don't know why he's English now, but, uh, <laughs> So he goes out there, you know, kind of incognito, takes his gear off and shit and goes out there, and he's like, uh, yo, uh, you know, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and fuck off, you know, I shouldn't, shouldn't really be here right now. And she's like, yeah, you know, I thought about it, but <laughs> fuck you, I'm not going to leave. And uh, they're both there trying to catch Spike, um, obviously, and they don't want to give their identities, secret identities away to each other. Kind of a throwaway scene, really. Uh, meanwhile, Spike has found Buffy's dorm through the co- the school computer system because that is something you can do with the school computer system is you go up to it and you type in, I need a dorm room for this person now, please, K, thanks. Enter. And it says, okay, this here's also their social security number. 
how how to access their school funding account. <laughs> um, I th- I think you're being a little over nitpicky here with this because I'm I'm pretty you I would guarantee you you probably can find a student's dorm room assignment in the school directory. Maybe, but I guarantee there's also the ability for a person to make their shit private. I mean, Maybe. with school shooters these day and age, I mean, come on. I wouldn't just have well, yeah, shit but, out there. Yeah, but this was 1999. School shootings were hadn't really become as well. This is post. This is now. post Columbine. I mean, it's still post Columbine, but you know, keep in mind it was a, a couple of years before. You know, it happened every post- other week. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So Spike's there, and Bo- and Willow, and Spike is trying to eat her, and he can't. <laughs> this scene is fucking hilarious <laughs> because he has ED, um, <laughs> eating disorder. Um, <laughs> he cannot he cannot perform. And I love <laughs> everything about this scene, dude. <laughs> Willow's all like. <laughs> like how the girlfriend would be like if the dude couldn't fucking get it up and she's all like uh you know it's not you it's it's okay you know you know yada yada <clears throat> spikes all spikes <laughs> willow's all like you know i i know i'm not i know i'm not you know the girl vampires typically want to bite <laughs> spikes all like He's like, no, he's like, you stop it right now. He's like, you know, I've thought about it before, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and she's all like, you have? When? And he's like, yeah, you remember last year when you were wearing that that pink pink sweater with the flowery number on it? Yeah. <laughs> and like, he like gives her a look and she's like, really? Yeah. It's <laughs> the whole fucking thing. It's hysterical. So then he goes to try again. And once again, when he gets... <clears throat> Goes to bite her. He gets an ex- this excruciating fucking pain in his head, and then she, uh, um, she beats him to death. Um, well, she's like, <laughs> this is funny too. She's like, well, why don't we wait like half an hour and then try again? And then she's like, <laughs> and then she like looks at the lamp and then looks at Spike and she's like, or and she grabs the lamp off the nightstand and just. Yeah, cracks Spike over the head with it. Smokes him in the head and runs out just as Riley and his his goons uh, cut the power and then work their way up to the dorms. And they capture Spike, but um, they're trying to figure out if they should take Willow or not. And But then Spike breaks free and uses a fire extinguisher as a shield and fills the whole corridor with smoke. Basically pulls a Batman. And Buffy arrives, and she starts fighting Riley and his commandos, because obviously she doesn't know who who's behind these masks. I mean, it's not like she could just pull one off. <laughs> Come on, uh, Mike. Meanwhile, Spike, of course, he jumps through a window to escape, and Buffy and Riley continue trading blows. Um, they don't know who each other is because it's all smoky and whatever. And, well, and and Buffy shot off a flare gun that Xander had given her previously. Right, and it went directly in fucking Forrest's ass. 
So he's, he's and, on, but Forrest didn't even flinch. No, he liked it. He was like, <laughs> right. And uh, but you know, uh, when they realize that Spike's escaped, Riley orders his men to retreat, and Buffy flexes and she's like, "Yeah, bitch," and she's like, "You don't want none of this," <laughs> and uh, then she uh, she shoots at them with the forty five, and clips mm-hmm. clips uh, Graham, blows one of his testicles off. Mm-hmm. And he bleeds out. He ble- <laughs> he bleeds out, and uh, no more Graham. Graham's gone. So anyway, we cut back to Professor Walsh not being happy with what happened, um, or Riley's report on the event. Uh, but he confirms that Walsh's inhibitor chip is working. What are they talking about, James? And that Spike cannot kill or harm a human without feeling the most horrific, excruciating pain in the history of pain. And then Riley catches up with Buffy later on, and they talk. And Buffy tells him he's a little peculiar. And he's like, which is what he had been saying about her earlier in the episode, and he's like, huh, I can live with that. She's like, good, fuck off, and she leaves. (laughs) And credits. That's our fucking episode. That is our episode. That is our episode. Um, no. Would you like to guess, Jeremy, what our body count is this episode? I believe now. Yeah. I'm going to say two. Two. Mm-hmm. Why do you say two? Well, I know Tom. Are we are we counting Tom? We're counting Tom. Okay. And I can't remember anybody else that died besides Tom, but I'm going to throw one in there and say two. <laughs> <laughs> no, just one. Just Damn Tom. it. Just damn Tom. it. Damn it. <laughs> I almost said just, just Tom, right? And then I was like, wait, someone else might have died. Let me just throw an extra one in there. Maybe I'll hit it. But clearly I was wrong. It's all right. I mean, right. It's okay. You're allowed to be wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> um, our music this week uh, Dead Star with Lights Go Down Four Star Mary with Fate Which is the uh, song that was attributed to uh, oh. Dingo's Ate My Baby um, Jack LeRae, uh Welcome Moby, Body Rock, That Dog, Never Say Never And of course, as always, uh, series composer Christoph Beck With our original score Jeremy Yes, sir Will you please nope. tell me, Mm-mm. on a scale of one to five, yes, how many underground military science facilities do you give this episode? I will give this episode three underground scientific military ridiculous bases. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's not bad. And... I wanted to give it a one simply because it's the introduction of the initiative and this whole storyline, which I hate. But I have to be fair and simply judge it based on itself. So it's a three, you know. It's it's an to me a three, a two and a half or a three is an average episode. It's not it's not great. It's not terrible. There are definitely things in a three that bug me as I have mentioned throughout this uh, recording. Um, 
but it's not so egregious that it's like, oh, this is a fucking two or a one, you know. It's it's a middle-of-the-road episode. Um, definitely things that bugged me, um, but, you know, it is what it is. And that's really all I have to say about it. So, James. Yes, sir. Why don't you tell us, myself and our glorious listeners and viewers, Mm-hmm. On a scale of one to five, how many ridiculously dressed commandos do you give this episode? Um, I also give this episode a three. Um, it's honestly it, it it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, no. It's it's kind of a solid episode. There was a lot of there was a lot of good stuff in it. A lot of funny stuff. Um, I'll tell you <clears throat> the two biggest things that um reduced it uh in in rating for me was um the uh riley uh having a thing for buffy just coming completely out of nowhere yeah um and riley and walsh being involved in the the commando shit that's been going on since the beginning of the episode, um, just being completely out of the blue. Um, like I understand that from a writing room standpoint, you know, they probably did it, you know, at least the Walsh and, and Riley thing being part of the commandos that we've been seeing is kind of like a, Oh my gosh, what a shock, you know, type thing. Um, but I really feel like, there was ample opportunity in the six episodes prior to um, not reveal it, but like give us, give us some hints to it or something. Yeah. Like, like professor, like professor Walsh being completely uh, flabbergasted by seeing the two wild dogs. Like, and I guess you could argue like, oh, she was putting on a show for Buffy, you know, but at the beginning of that conversation that Walsh and Riley were having, Buffy wasn't there. Like that she wasn't putting on an act for for Buffy, who she doesn't know is the Slayer, you know, so it's just it 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 was uh shock for shock value's sake i guess is the best way to put it and i really feel like dropping some clues and hints in the prior six episodes leading up to that um it would have been a far better reveal and payoff even even the whole riley having feelings for buffy thing could have been you know kind of you know drop little nuggets or, or hints of that you know in the previous six episodes as we've gone along, but it was just completely, just completely out of nowhere. And, um, both of those are, are why it, uh, it only got a three from me because otherwise I really do think it was a decent solid episode. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it, like I said, it wasn't terrible, but it it wasn't great. And let's not forget this fucking, well, no, I, I, I can't say that. That's that's <laughs> giving too much up. So, yeah. Well, well give me a hint about what you were going to say. 
It's hard to even, okay, um, I have to think of how to even come up with something that, it's it's to do with, it's to do with um, Walsh's, uh, how do I say that, with Walsh's overall, what she's working towards. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. you got me. Yeah, 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 yeah I know what you're, yeah, 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 um, yeah, so, you know, that's, uh, that's that. And uh, um, goodbye. Yeah, no, goodbye. <laughs> no. Um, uh, find us on the interwebs. You can go to BuffyRevisited.com. Uh, you'll find links to our YouTube and our Facebook. Uh, weekly posts uh, on both YouTube and Facebook um, about uh, about the episodes. Um, you can uh, hop in to the comment sections of either of those places and leave us your thoughts and comments and, and opinions and reviews of, of these episodes. <clears throat> you can hit us up on at Buffy revisited at gmail.com uh, and do the same thing. Uh, email us your thoughts and opinions and, and reviews of, uh, of these episodes uh, or the podcast in general. Um, we we really do love hearing from you guys. We say it all the time. There has been a sharp sharp drop off in uh, comments in the comment section. Uh, I understand you know people have lives and and whatnot, uh, but uh, I would really like to see that start to pick up again. Yeah, it um, takes like ten minutes to comment. So <laughs> right, get your fucking asses uh, to, to get on there. Uh, yeah, we would really like to see that uh, start to pick up again. Um, uh, especially because it's going to make the uh, <laughs> listener mail extravaganza episodes <laughs> kind of boring. If yeah, if, if we don't have any fucking listener about. mail to talk about. They'll be like, uh, so, hey, okay, bye. Right, uh, but uh, once again, um, our, uh, our, our guest for the next listener mail extravaganza will be Darlene, but uh, please don't let that stop anybody from reaching out to us. Uh, to be the um, the uh, guest for the uh, one after that, um, our next uh, our next listener mail extravaganza episode will be dropping. Let's see, uh, you guys are listening to this on the sixth, so we'll have the sixth, the thirteenth, the twentieth, the twenty seventh. Uh, we'll record the listener mail extravaganza sometime after the 27th and that should drop on the uh on december 4th then whoa Um, check this out i'm about to blow your fucking mind darlene will actually be in town during that oh really yes she will she's coming in she's supposed to be coming in i believe the 29th okay um i have to check i have to check again the text she sent but yeah she'll we'll we will probably be recording together in person Wow. Good. good I good, didn't, good. I didn't realize it was going to fall. Um, I didn't realize that that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll record, uh, we will record that, um, sometime that week and then that episode will drop on, uh, probably, uh, December 4th. Uh, I would, I would imagine, um, or, or we may, we may try and drop it. Um, like it's hot. Well, or like, sometime in addition to our regular episode that week, just to try and keep the episode schedules um, 
kind of even. But anyway, that's something Jeremy and I can <laughs> can talk about uh, off pod and closer to that. But uh, but yeah, so um, that's where you guys can find us and reach out to us and and all that good stuff. So. Sounds, That's all I have. Sounds good, James. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week. Next week's episode will be Angel Season 1, Episode 7, The Bachelor Party. I wonder, you think it's about werewolves? Oh, yeah, 100% about werewolves. I thought so, too. Okay, anyway, uh, can't <laughs> wait to see you guys next week. I've been one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy J. I'm your other host, James. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.